Hey, Sam. Ooh. Hey, Bev. <laughs> was that loud? That was awesome. <laughs> Oppa. I'm not great. <laughs> <laughs> that just made my beer opening sound really sad. <laughs> Sorry. Your beverage is inferior this week. Oh, man. It sure is. Our tagline this week is going to be drink, farm, and happy new year. <laughs> Woo. Cheers. I'll cheers myself so it sounds like we're clinking. There we go. Oh, that didn't make a good sound. There we go. Can I cheers my mic? What kind of a noise is that going to make? Oh, I'm sure that's painful. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Didn't work. (laughs) I swear we haven't been drinking yet. (laughs) No, no, we have not. But what are you drinking over there? So, it's bubbly. So it's barefoot bubbly. It's the pink Moscato champagne. From, you know, California. So barefoot. That was like my go-to in college because it's super cheap. Nice. But this was pink and pretty and Sam's going to see how much she can drink while we record today because tis the season. <laughs> I mean, that's a good goal. I, I totally support that goal. Oh, good. I'm glad I'm not in this alone. But um, what are you drinking over there? So I'm drinking a beer called Edgy Elf by Millersburg Brewing. That sounds fun. It does. And it's really funny. I've been staring at this can like while we were getting prepped to record and I could not figure out what was on it. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, it's like green hair coming through the middle of like what looks like the back of a head. Like, I don't understand this. And I turn the can around and it's the front of a horse with an elf hat on. So that means oh. that the back is the horse's tail, oh. <laughs> which makes so much more sense. So you'll have to look at the photo of this can um, when it goes up on the Instagram so you can see what it looks like because it, it looks it, it's pretty crazy. But it's an ale that's brewed with spices. So it's just another holiday beer. I figure I should squeeze in my last one since it's still acceptable to drink Christmas beer since it's not actually Christmas yet for us. But it is for you listeners. So you can't have Christmas beer anymore. (laughs) Right. I mean, unless you really want to. But I think the actual cutoff date would have to be December 31st. So drink it up. (laughs) Oh, that's true. So you can drink it all up now because this will drop before December 31st. So don't take that shit into 2019 with you no 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 it's like white pants after labor day or whatever (laughs) i never wear white pants because i'm too freaking clumsy but just saying if you need to compare it to something i feel like that is something that you know people can relate to yeah (laughs) there we go well our drinks this episode are sponsored by at homemade underscore confetti which is christine siani Cheers, lady. Cheers. And it's funny because my husband, I was walking in here, he goes, so who's your sponsor for your drinks this week? So I say it. I say her name. And he's like, well, uh, that doesn't sound too fancy. And I was like, but her Instagram handle is at homemade confetti. <laughs> and my stepdaughter goes, does she have unicorns? <gasps> And I look at her, I'm like, honey, I don't think anybody has unicorns. It's like I'm a dream killer. (laughs) It's funny that you had that conversation today because I had that conversation with Aurora today, too. I told her that they weren't real, and she looked at me like I was the most awful person on the planet. And I said, well, maybe they used to be real, but I don't think there's any alive anymore. 
I don't know. Got to go. Bye. <laughs> it's like, oh, yes, there are unicorns and Santa rides them. So there cheers. we go. <laughs> cheers to that. Welcome yeah. to We Drink and We Farm Things. Woo! Yeah, I'm Bev. And, and I'm Sam. And this is the farm comedy podcast where we drink and talk about farming things and make a shit ton of mistakes. And we tell you all about them. Yeah, we like to think that we have discussions that'll provide new knowledge and entertainment, and sometimes we go off on lots and lots and lots and lots of tangents. Um, And speaking of tangents, if you really like them, just keep listening, because we didn't BS today, so uh, it's all going to be here, right here, in this episode. I mean, we did kind of on accident BS for 30 minutes and just didn't record it, but it was kind of (laughs) us just like planning what we're going to talk about. And doing some Googling about some follow-up that we'll talk about in a minute. But if you do like our BS and our charming personalities, you can go over to Patreon and listen to past BS sessions if you need to catch up. Those are for free. Just go to patreon.com slash drink and farm to listen to those. Yeah, and don't forget to take our survey. There will be a link to that in the show notes. Our survey helps us get new sponsors. Yes, and we like having those because that means we get to do more fun shit for you guys. True, true. Yes, yes. Um, And join our Facebook group if you haven't yet. We had another influx this week and people are speaking up, saying hi, sharing a lot about their lives and it's been a lot of fun. So if you go to Facebook and search We Drink and We Farm Things, you're probably going to see both of the page and the group. So you can hit like on the page and then go over to the group and join it. And we'll let you in if you answer the questions. And don't forget to review us in all the places. You can review us on iTunes, um, inside your podcast app, on some of them, Stitcher, Spotify, our Facebook page. Um, And don't forget to subscribe. Yes. If you want to support us and it be for free, a great way to do that is to review and subscribe because that's what a lot of uh, sponsors look for are those numbers for the subscribe and the adoration from all of our fans. So thank you to those of you that already do do those things. We appreciate you so much. Yes, yes, we do. And we also sell merch. So you can buy shit that Sam makes over on our website at drinkandfarm.com slash shop. Or you can buy merch over at drinkandfarmmerch.com. We have all sorts of fun stuff up there. Yeah, so drinkandfarmmerch.com is all the shit Sam doesn't want to make, like shirts and hoodies and camping cups. And the stuff on there is really good quality. I've worn this hoodie that I got from our website like four times in a row. Um, (laughs) It is going in the laundry tomorrow, but it's so freaking (laughs) comfy. And I'm about to go order another one because we have two different designs up there for our shirts and hoodies. So go check that out. Yeah, we got a couple of fun uh, designs also, and one of them has a unicorn on it. So we made that unicorn Ooh. conversation go full circle. You're welcome. We did. <laughs> that was not on purpose either. <laughs> <laughs> We're just that good. We are. So do we have any corrections this week? We do. So I learned this week that baby aspirin isn't for babies. It's just <laughs> low-dose aspirin. Um, when I was looking for it at the pharmacy, I was in the baby section because I was looking for baby aspirin, but it turns out that that's just a nickname for it. 
So yeah, don't yeah. give aspirin to babies. No. Yeah, and I think, like, I kind of feel like I knew that, but I didn't because I used to, you know, check off those medical sheets and they'd have the 81 milligram dosage. And the doctor would call it baby aspirin. But I think he meant, like, like miniature aspirin <laughs> or, like, what it's called, low dose. Um, so, yeah, that was my bad as well. So, yeah, I'll echo what Bev said and say don't give baby aspirin. That's bad. Yeah, no, babies can't have aspirin. Most children can't really have aspirin either. So uh, consult your pediatrician before you give your children things. Yeah, we're not doctors or veterinarians or any kind of expert. We're just here drinking and telling you things that we find out in our own experiences. And we correct our own mistakes when somebody tells us that we screwed up. Yes, yes, we do. So if you are looking for low-dose aspirin to give your chickens, it's going to just be in the aspirin department. And it's called low-dose, and it's 81 milligrams, as opposed to the 325 milligrams that regular aspirin is. The more you know. Oh, and we do have some follow-up this week. Um, We talked about the cockfighting ban in Puerto Rico in the last episode because that was added into the farm bill. It is now being banned, and we talked about why that's good and why that's not so good. Um, we've, we forgot to tell you that that ban starts in a year, so it's not like an effective immediately thing. People do have a year to kind of figure out what they're going to do. It's still not great, um, the situation that they're thrown in, but we just wanted to tell you guys that they have a year to figure it out, and we knew that. We just forgot to say it out loud because we just feel so connected with you. We feel like you should just be able to read our minds at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, you should just be able to infer what we mean by listening yeah. to us. <laughs> we just trust you to go read the article and be like, oh, yeah, they just forgot to say that. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Yeah. I think what we were trying to say was that like we knew it was a year, but we didn't feel like a year was really long enough to have people make like a full on career change. Right. Yeah, that's all. Right, yeah. You know we have good intentions. <laughs> we do. And, oh my gosh, for the most part, thank you, everybody. You guys seem to understand that we have good intentions because we don't get a lot of hate mail, and sometimes I'm bracing myself for it. So there's that. <laughs> You're just waiting for the other shoe to drop. <laughs> I, I am. Sometimes I hit the publish button, and I'm like... This is this is gonna be it. This is gonna be the one <laughs> that I'm gonna have to like change my name and like hide from society over. Uh, but no, for the most part, people seem to just take us at face value, which is with the best of intentions. It's kind of scary. People trust us that much so far, <laughs> and, and I- we hope that you'll keep it up. Yes, we hope so. I brought a champagne flute in here just in case anybody could hear me pour that again. I'm not chugging this. It's just that champagne flutes are dainty. So if you hear me refilling, that's why. I'm not chugging it. At least I'm not drinking it straight out of the bottle like I used to when I was in college. <laughs> I was going to say, just drink that shit straight out of the bottle. <laughs> I need a really long straw. <laughs> next Christmas. Next Christmas. Yes. <laughs> Um, and we also have some follow-up on the price of hemp. So, Oh, yeah. It turns out that you can earn anywhere from $600 to $50,000 per an acre farming hemp. 
Um, which is a really, <laughs> really, really large range. That's a really scary career move to make when you're like, well, I can make $600 per acre or I can make $50,000 per acre. Let's roll the dice and see which it is. <laughs> so somebody go farm some hemp and let us know what you get per an acre for it. And then we can have a better idea. Uh, but basically, we just wanted to follow up on that because we said that we would. And we tried to find good information on it, and it, it just didn't exist. And I wonder if that's just because it hasn't been legalized, like, massively. It's just been, like, these smaller farms. So I also saw an article that said $100,000 per acre. But we don't know <laughs> if people are doing math consistently, if they're thinking about the production cost, if they're thinking, you know, how much are the seats going to cost? Because those could cost from, like, a dollar to $15, um, depending on, well, that's more depending on if you do a seed versus a seedling. So, you know, it's pretty volatile right now. It's looking like it's probably pretty good, but the startup costs, if you're like not a legitimate farmer now, probably a little expensive, but maybe worth looking into. Yeah. I mean, for sure that the ability to make $50,000 per an acre farming, I mean, I'm, I'm about to make a career change. <laughs> You might want to sit back and watch what other people do first, Beth. I'm just going to leave this room and I'm going to tell my husband, that's it. We're going to become hemp farmers. And he's just going to look at me and he's going to be like, yeah, that's about par for the course. (laughs) Maybe like part-time hemp farmers. Um, (laughs) Yes. But we did see that alfalfa is about $600 per acre. Uh, Corn was like, what, $425 an acre. So... Yeah, I think it had to be like six forty-five per an acre in order to break even on corn. I it was something like that, right? Yeah. So you know, we'll kind of kick back and watch what everybody else is doing, and then you know, all these people are going to jump on the bandwagon if it's fifty k per an acre, which is going to make it more competitive, which is going to drive the price down. So I guess get in while the getting's good, maybe if you have that opportunity. That seems like good advice. You go ahead, Bev. I'll watch. do you think that just because it's cold outside the barn and coop are creepy crawly free well we hate to tell you that the creepy crawlies have just moved in from the frigid outdoors into your cozy coops and barns unless you're using first saturday lime First Saturday Lime is an organic, safe, and effective pest barrier that keeps bugs at bay, can help put a stop to the stink in your barns and coops, and can also help prevent algae growth in the water. And First Saturday Lime isn't just for the farm. You can use it on the perimeter of your home to keep the nasty little buggers from creepy crawling into your house, too. We use First Saturday Lime on our farms, and we can't live without it now. So go to FirstSaturdayLime.com and use code DRINK at checkout, and you'll get 20% off your order for a limited time. Still not sure what First Saturday Lime is? Make sure you check out our mini-sode with Jessica from First Saturday Lime called Drink and Lime. We promise you won't be disappointed. Jessica is hilarious, and you'll love learning about lime while having a few laughs. Well, maybe more than a few laughs. Yeah, that's pretty hilarious. <laughs> so since this episode drops just before New Year's, we thought it would be fun to have sort of a New Year's themed episode. Yes. So Bev texted me this super great idea this morning and I woke up and I saw it because I actually slept in this morning and I was like, oh, I haven't thought about any of this yet. 
So I drank some coffee and I felt a little better about it. But I do want to say, like, Bev, you're very good at, like, making me be more thoughtful and kind of slow down and think about these more, like, I don't want to call them, like, fluffy things because they're important. But, like, I've just felt so, like, go, 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 go lately that I don't even know, like, what day it is, even though I know we're in the holiday season. But it was kind of nice just to sit down with my laptop with the lions, like, failing and losing miserably in the background (laughs) and, like, trying to think about something more positive than what was on the screen. (laughs) But thank you for, like, bringing this topic up and, like, kind of forcing me to be intentional and start thinking about 2019 and how maybe I can stop feeling like so crazy all the time. So cheers to you. I'm glad that I could do that for you. Cheers. I have never really been much of a mindful person either because I am so go, go, go all the time as well. But one of my things that I've been working on personally is just like, sort of slowing down and putting more thought into what I'm working on. And I feel like this podcast has kind of made me do that because I want to, I don't know, I want to provide for our listeners what I think I would want to hear, like if Mm. I were listening to this podcast. And I would be curious, like to hear this from whoever were the hosts if it wasn't you and I. I mean, I feel like it wouldn't be as good, but... (laughs) I might be a little biased. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's all right. Hey, we get to toot our own horns. This is episode 42. Like, I mean, when we did episode one, oh my who God. knew that we would be doing a New Year's episode? Like, it, it's kind of it's kind of crazy, like, if you ask me. And who knew that Hey Bev, Hey Sam would stick for 42 episodes? <laughs> when that started, we were literally sitting on the ground trying to decide... Like, we were already live together, and we didn't know how to start it. And I was like, hold on, I got this. And we just started that. (laughs) And here we are. Still doing the same thing. I mean, some things stick and some things don't. Like, I I honestly, I can't say that Drink Farm and Give Zero Clucks is going to last for forever. It works for now, though. I mean, it certainly does. Whatever it is that we do, if we switch it. It it will probably still do drink farm, but I'm I kind of feel like our 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 tagline will kind of go with the seasons. It'll evolve, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kind of feel like too. I mean, we've already evolved. We're kind of moving from one logo to a more modern looking one. Obviously, we'll keep the the full color one because I love it, but. You know, we're already kind of thinking in terms of, oh, well, maybe we want to have this kind of logo, too, or we'll throw this kind of design up on the merch site. We'll try this. We're already playing with things and evolving, and it's been really cool, considering, like, a year ago, you were just stalking me on YouTube, so. <laughs> so true. <laughs> we're, like, really fancy spaghetti chefs throwing the noodles on the wall. Ooh, yeah. Seeing what sticks and what doesn't. Yeah. I feel like these noodles are perfectly done so far, though. So. Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> Hopefully the listeners agree. <laughs> oh. But I think it. I think it's a great idea for us to reflect on what we've learned this year while drinking and farming. Obviously, you know, we're very raw and honest on the podcast about what we do. But I think it's good to look back and remember what we've learned. Yeah, for sure. And, like... 
there were so many lessons. It was kind of hard to pare it down to just a few so that this mm-hmm. was a, an episode that was so short people would want to listen to it. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but something that was really high on my list this year that I learned was that you don't have to do it all to be a real homesteader. Amen. Yeah, I mean, and I think that this was really important to say this time of year, especially because if you're in any type of hobby farming or homesteading or or self-sufficiency groups, like all of the articles that are coming out right now in the blog posts are all about how you can do more in the new Ugh. year. Ugh. Oh. which is just like it it's making me feel like an elephant is sitting on my chest <laughs> yeah that's not good we don't need that no so I wanted to remind everybody that you don't have to create everything that you and your family eats like my goal is to create everything that I can right but then support other local farmers in what they're doing that they love and eat their things that they're creating and raising happily and in a manner that makes me happy. I mean, that's that's what we can all do for each other is support each other. Right. Not only in friendship, but in business. Exactly. Yeah. It, it really speaks to the whole idea of community. If you're relying on somebody else to help you sustain your family, and you can do that by shopping local. Um, so I think that's a really important thing to acknowledge that it's okay that we can't do everything. And I think we should acknowledge that not only in homesteading, but just in general. Like, it's okay if you don't do everything. Yeah. It's, o- it's okay if your house is kind of messy. Or maybe even, like, really messy. Like, you can't kill it at everything and give yourself 100% to something if you're spread too thin. So I'm a big fan of just doing like a couple things really, really well at this yeah. point. <laughs> I think I'm a big fan of that also. Um, and in fact, like life is just too short to do shit that makes you miserable. Amen to that. <laughs> feel like I'm at church. <laughs> I've said amen like twice. <laughs> Apparently Sam drinks bubbly and she feels like she's at church or something. That's probably not. Well, I'm glad Those that this podcast mixed. can have such a uh, transcending experience for yes, you. Yes, very <laughs> spiritual right now. <sighs> but I, yeah, I saw in in the notes too. You you mentioned don't grow and raise things that make you miserable. I think that's really important too. And I'm sorry if you've already said that. But oh no, I forgot to say okay. that. So I'm glad that you said that. Okay, good because. You know, if, if it's going to make you miserable to raise cows or pigs or even chickens, even though we freaking love chickens, like, don't do it. You Because you want to find joy in what you're doing. Because if you're anything like us, you probably work on top of homestead. Or maybe you don't. But maybe you already have too much on your plate. Um, but you want to enjoy what you're growing and raising because you have to get off your ass and do it. Yeah, I mean, maybe right now you're enjoying growing and raising your children. Right. So collecting eggs from the coop and taking care of chickens is all you have the energy to do right now. Like, stick with that. Do that thing that you have the energy for. And if it brings you joy, continue to do it. And buy lettuce from the farmer's market. Like, no shame in that whatsoever. No, just, yeah, farmer's market. Not the supermarket because Romaine keeps getting recalled. So... (laughs) 
<laughs> Although, you know, it's funny. I was going to tell you, I found some local lettuce at the grocery store the oh, other day. Oh, snap. Yeah, it had like the outline of the state of Ohio on it and a little heart, like where in Ohio it was grown. That's adorable. So, like, I think even big supermarkets are starting to pick up on this buy local thing. That's smart. It's very smart of them. Yeah, it totally is. So even if you don't have time to go to the farmer's market anymore, you can find those products at your grocery store that are locally made. Like a lot of grocery stores are starting to do that. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not even shaming people into going to the farmer's market at this point. Right. (laughs) Do what you can. Right. Yeah, I've been I've had to revert back to buying the chicken that isn't like organic, no antibiotics ever, blah, 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 labels all over it. Um, And I have no shame in that. Because I'm still buying my organic grass-fed beef. So sometimes you can't have it all. You can't do it all. And I think that's another thing to point out. Like, even if you're just shopping local or just shopping in general, um, you shouldn't shame yourself for not being able to buy the more expensive, more humanely raised, I guess we could call it, meat from the store because you still have to feed your family. Like you shouldn't be shaming yourself. So it's important to remember to do small things over time and that makes a big impact. So maybe you just buy local honey, you know, this week and you don't feel as guilty about not buying the free range chicken. Like we're very much about not shaming yourself on this podcast. (laughs) And I think it's important to call that out because you're right. The blog posts say do better all the time or this is these are the tools you can use to do better um but sometimes it's just it's 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 not a good time to do better (laughs) yeah I said do better a lot we say that at work like when somebody's failing we just shut our office door and just say do better I don't know why (laughs) but I feel like that's just stuck in my head right now so you know you just gotta do the best you can with what you have in that moment yeah, I mean, for sure. And if you have the bandwidth to do better, do it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We'll be over here cheering you on. Yes, we'll be over here cheering you on and aspiring to be that much better someday as well. We're definitely not shaming people that can raise all their own meat or anything like that. Like, I wish I could, but I'm just not there yet. I mean, what a wonderful goal to have yeah. and to be able to do something like that someday for sure. But I'm not there right now. No. I'm s- right now I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Agreed. So one of the other things that we learned this year also is that, unfortunately, death on the farm is just totally inevitable. Yes. And it's so, I don't want to say funny, but it's it really sticks out to me because when we bought this house, it came with the chickens, like I've said a couple of times now. And I never had chickens. Like, my grandparents are dairy farmers, but they didn't have chickens. So I had to Google, like, what the hell do I do with chickens? Like, how do I keep chickens? And one of the articles said, if you're going to keep chickens, make sure you're okay with the idea of death. Because they're going to die in the weirdest freaking ways. And it's so true. And I've been living that the past couple weeks. We've had six die in the past couple weeks from avian leukosis, which runs in our flock from vitamin deficiency that I didn't catch soon enough. And I'm pretty sure one was just old age. And it's like so heart-wrenching because even when you try your best to save that animal or make them feel more comfortable in their death, 
um, sometimes you just can't do anything more. And it's really kind of a beautiful thing in a way because you realize that like how little control you actually have and that life just has its own chorus. So, and I say chorus, like it's a freaking chorus line, <laughs> but I mean like chorus, you know what I mean? Like life, yeah. you know, will find a way like in Jurassic Park, but I know I'm kind of rambling, but it's just really hit home the past couple of days. And it's kind of made me slow down and say, okay, maybe I need to reconsider how I'm doing some things so I can pay a little bit better attention. And with that, I've kind of decided to slow down on the buying of chickens, breeding chickens, all that stuff, and just kind of take a step back. See how things shake out for a little bit. Because I want to do a really good job with what I have right now. And in processing death that frequently over a short period of time has been really, really rough. Well, and you know, it's important to like to tell you and and everyone else that when animals die on your farm, it doesn't mean that you suck at this. Right. It doesn't mean that you weren't made for this. It's just that I I think, I mean, and and we've talked about this before, so I'm not going to you know, like beat it into the ground. Um, But there was like this perception in the Instagram world or in like the blogging world that everything was hunky-dory like almost all the time. Unless you listened to like people that were like really gritty in their their presentation of, of life. And by gritty, I just mean like real. Right. Like whether it was good or bad. And... I mean, there's just no getting around the fact that chickens die in, like, the freaking weirdest way. And even when you know something's wrong, sometimes you can't even just tell which chicken it is. Right. I mean, like, <laughs> I had a chicken fall dead out of a nesting box for crying out loud. <laughs> like, I was watching her lay an egg, and I was like, oh, she's going to lay us an egg. And then I left, and my daughter runs in, like, an hour later and was like, oh, that chicken is dead. It looks like she stepped up out of the nesting box and fell out. And sure enough, it was the one I was watching, quote unquote, lay an egg. No, I mean, it turned out she had something wrong with her. And I just, I thought it was another chicken that had something wrong with it. Like, (laughs) yeah, it doesn't mean that you're not paying enough attention to them. They're they're prey animals. So they don't show when something's wrong all the time. Right. And they can die from a heart attack just like that, like super fast for for no good reason. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, and and I feel like there aren't really enough people talking about that with chickens because chickens are, like, being labeled as, like, the gateway animal into, like, homesteading. But chickens are really freaking hard to keep alive. Yes. Yes, they are. (laughs) And I think that's why I really appreciated our interview with Brad from Coop Dreams slash Coops for Troops slash Coop Camp. Yeah, that's the last coop I was looking for. It's <laughs> um, a lot of coops. Yeah, because he his show is just him being himself and being vulnerable. And I watched the episode with him and the chicken chick, and she's just like, <laughs> oh, you'll have to bleep that. Um, <laughs> she is just like schooling him so hard. And I'm just like, and he's just taking it, and he's so gracious and You know, I think that was really cool to see him be humbled by somebody that, you know, obviously knows more than him. But it's kind of nice to watch somebody that doesn't have their shit together because I don't have my shit together. So it's kind of refreshing. I don't have my shit together either. (laughs) (laughs) 
I think we also learned this year, though, that there are a ton of people that I think we can call our tribe that are also drinkers and farmers. So cheers to you guys, because if you didn't show up and listen to us and download and review and buy the shit that I make and don't make, like we would probably, I don't know, would we still be doing this? Maybe? I mean, I'm going to say yes. Only because I'm kind of selfish and I feel like this fills a hole that I had in my heart that I didn't realize was empty. Oh, I fill a hole in your heart. Yeah, you do. And this podcast does. Like it just like something about being able to just like show up every week and just like talk candidly about these things. It just like it like takes a weight off. Yeah. Yeah, I can agree with that for sure. Yeah, but I think it's super awesome that you guys found us and you embrace our openness, our potty mouths, our 10-year-old boy jokes, (laughs) and you also give us a ton of grace while we learn and share experiences with you. Like Bev said, we haven't really had too many harsh critics, and I, I know it's probably coming down the pike as we keep doing this and more people find us. Um, You get those internet trolls, but... Like, thank you guys so much for allowing us to do this and to keep doing this and to support us and listen to our goofy asses every single week. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I mean, thank you. That's all we can say is thank you. So what are you planning to do in 2019 that you haven't done so far? Or just in general, I guess I should say. (laughs) That's a really good question. Um, I think what I've decided I'm going to do this year is just try to get a handle on what I have. Because when I first got here, I was sort of running off this impression from nowhere in particular. It wasn't something anybody had said to me or anything that anybody else required of me. But I just sort of thought that I had to do all of the things right away. Yeah. And that's not necessary. So this year I'm going to kind of like take a, a tiny step back and try to really like perfect the things that I have here. Because like I've got a lot. I, I have a garden. We just got all those garden beds built. So we'll get those all set up and we'll get the garden planted. I have an orchard that desperately needs a good pruning. I only got half of it pruned last year. So this year I'm going to really get it pruned. I'm going to get it fertilized. I'm going to try to, you know, make the orchard produce the best that it possibly can. I've got, you know, our egg chickens. I'm, I'm definitely getting new pullets this year. I'm going to probably hatch them myself out of my existing flock Aww. or add a few fun ones. Um, because this winter, even with lights, the egg production has not been enough. <laughs> oh, I bet. <laughs> so I need new pullets yearly. I learned that lesson. <laughs> um, and we're also really going to like ramp up our meat chicken production. And instead of doing just one round of them, we'll do a couple of rounds of them. And the goats are definitely going to get bred. So we'll have goat kids Yay. and we'll have goat's milk that we'll be milking. Like, So it's a lot. Even yeah. in just like this short amount of time that I've been here. Like, that's a lot to concentrate on. Yes, it is. <laughs> and we're full time and have children. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I mean, because like one of the things I want to really do is I want to spend less time like comparing my farm and my progress to others and just be happy with where I'm at and enjoy the moment that I'm in. Like, because it 
it gets it gets overwhelming and you stop enjoying it Mm -hmm. I guess yeah if you're just constantly like moving the bar right right exactly I just I I want to I want to use more of what I have here I want to buy less I want to do better with what I've got so that I can be less wasteful like because this lifestyle it isn't just about creating food like it's about creating a better environment like not only for myself and my kids and my husband but like the future or you know our community it's it's just so much bigger than just me I guess well put I like that I like that you're not looking to overextend yourself because I think sometimes when people are thinking about next year and what they want to do next year just in general they build up really really big goals and they don't break it down into smaller more attainable things along the way and that sounds like smaller more obtainable things to me because you're getting very specific and what you want to perfect. So I think that's awesome. And I can't wait to hear more about like your orchard and stuff. Because we didn't really talk about that this year. No, we didn't. Because I was kind of glazing over some of my failures. Because at the beginning, I was less keen on sharing them. But like as we kept going, it just got easier and easier to talk about them. Right. Because like we don't judge each other. No. When something <laughs> doesn't go right. Or like we even we some of the things we we do the same, but we don't do them in the same way. But we get to like talk about that just openly because you doing something different isn't shaming in the way that I do it no. and vice versa. Right. Exactly. Because we're like respectful human beings that can have a conversation and disagree a little bit, and it's fine. Imagine that. <laughs> what? You don't see that on Facebook very often. <laughs> no, you don't. But we're bringing it to Facebook. We're trying. In our Facebook group. I, you know what? For it being a little over 100 people, it's going really, really well. So good job to you guys. Like, kudos for you guys, you know being all positive and being polite to each other and helpful. Like it's so refreshing to see that in a group. Yeah. We can't take credit for that. (laughs) Sam went through and liked and commented on a bunch of shit from the whole last week. I was like, I'm just playing catch up. And you guys are like sustaining the group with your activities. So good on you guys. You guys rock. So what do you plan on doing this year? So I know what I'm planning on not doing. Um, <laughs> kind of mentioned it before. I was going to do like another chick order, but I think I'm going to wait just to see like how the next round of avian leukosis goes. It sounds kind of dark. Like the last chicken that died yesterday, it was definitely neurological, but I don't think it was avian leukosis. I think it was a vitamin deficiency because she was only about five six months and avian leukosis either spreads from um, hen to chick or by mating and the dormancy period is four to five months. So she wasn't old enough to have that. I think it was vitamin deficiency or something just totally oddball. But the other one was a silky and uh, she's been kind of weak for a couple of weeks and then all of a sudden it was like really, really bad. And I'm pretty sure that's what got her. And I thought I had separated her in time um, away from the boys because she was born early this year. So I thought I had separated her quick, like quick enough. And apparently I hadn't. So I kind of want to pause on that 
and wait to get any chicks or hatch chicks or anything like that until I can have a completely separate coop area for them where the roosters that we have now won't be able to breed with them. But I also kind of want to breed our new cochins with our frizzle bantam cochin because you can breed immunity from avian leukosis. Oh. It's just kind of like one of those things that could be like really tragic while you're trying to do it. But yeah. But you know, I, you know, so I'm kind of like up in the air about it. But I'm not committing to like doing a big chick order like I did last year. I'm going to kind of enjoy what I have right now, see how everything goes this winter. Um, but <laughs> I do want to buy and keep geese, which we talked about a little bit last week. I totally bonded with a goose at the fair, like two years ago. Like we were making eye contact and kind of talking back and forth a little bit. And mm-hmm. I like fell in love with him. He was like this cute Toulouse goose. And so I'm probably going to get those. I brought it up to my husband today. He's like, well, you're going to buy the, or you're going to build the goose house. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> um. Bev will come out and help you build the goose house. <laughs> I know how to use a drill now. Oh, so, see, yeah. I did um scene shop in college where I'd build sets. So I know how to Ooh. use power tools, but okay. I'm looking at my duck house and I'm like, they can live together. It's fine. <laughs> I just yeah. need to make the door taller and extend the run area. So... I'm just probably going to do that. But I, I put, <laughs> I went to a hatchery website and I put two female Sebastopols and a male Sebastopol in there. And then one of the Toulouse's and it was like $400 after shipping. And I'm like, holy <laughs> oh, no. shit. So I might, that might be my birthday present. We'll see. Um, yeah. We'll see after Christmas. <laughs> but I think that would be fun. Um, and then we're also welcoming our first baby goats probably in like, late February, early March. Mm. So I have to learn the ropes with that. Um, and I want to teach myself how to make goat milk soap and other goat milk things. Um, so we'll both kind of be able to experience more goat goaty things next year. It sounds like, so that'll be really fun to talk about. And hopefully that all goes well, because I don't think I can deal with a goat death anytime soon. (laughs) Like, Holy shit, yeah, that is not going to be great when that happens someday. Uh, yeah, luckily that hasn't happened around here either right. yet. So, um, yeah. but it is one of those things that's inevitable. Right, someday. right. Yeah, and, and I'm okay with that. I just, I don't want it to be soon. Right, now is not a time. I haven't had my goats long enough yet. And, you know, it's funny, like, I... I was. I really do want to get a donkey someday. That's probably not in my card soon. My husband actually did kind of seem open to the idea of some ducks and geese this year. So, I mean, maybe eventually those. And bees would actually be really awesome oh, this year yes. also. I want bees too. I feel like we're like enablers for dreaming to get all the things. We tell you like 30 minutes ago that you don't have to do all the shit. And then we're like, just kidding. We're going to do all the shit. But here's what we said. We should do the shit you want to do. And we want bees and we want geese. So it makes us excited. And if I don't get around to those things this year, then I don't. Right. It's okay. Right. 
But yeah, there's and it, it's totally possible I could get a goose and and hate their guts. We'll just have goose for dinner, I guess. There not you a, go. Not one of those vegetable geese though. Those no, are too expensive, expensive for dinner. Yes. <laughs> like I got. I put in my cart two females and a male. The females were like $130 a piece. And I'm like, oh! Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I would, I would like build a wall around those geese. <laughs> like a giant wall. <laughs> like one taller than my house. <laughs> it's going to be huge. <laughs> oh, Just my God. <laughs> Got to keep those geese safe. <laughs> yes. Well, and it was funny because I bought one of the Toulouse geese in my cart too, and it was like $23. And I'm like, that is reasonable. <laughs> You're like, oh man, the Sebastopol geese like make the Toulouse geese seem doable. <laughs> yeah. They make it seem like, you know, poverty line geese. <laughs> like, and then, poverty geese. <laughs> and then the Sebastopols are like royalty <laughs> in comparison. The other ones are peasants. <laughs> Peasant geese. Peasant geese. <laughs> I mean, but that's the fun thing. Like, if you're talking about things and you get, like, that twinkle in your eye and you get excited and you start shouting and making jokes about the thing that you want to do, like, it's probably a good indication that it's something you should give a try, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I don't feel that way about talking about growing lettuce at all. <laughs> I didn't used to feel that way about lettuce. But now that I live somewhere where fresh lettuce is really hard to come by unless it's in season, I talk about lettuce that way. <laughs> like my friend Amy, when I was when she and I first became friends and I was talking about like lettuce and fresh things, like I think she looked at me like I was a little weird. She's like, You can get those things just, you know, when they're in season at the farm shop or there are some grocery stores where it's not so bad on some of these times and I'm like man like in Phoenix I could get a hold of any of this stuff like super easy <laughs> so it totally took like arugula for granted so arugula is like my spirit lettuce <laughs> <laughs> so I talk about lettuce that way now <laughs> I feel like that should be the name of the episode arugula is my spirit lettuce <laughs> <laughs> it, I'll, I'll, I'll chew that one over <laughs> But um, get it too. <laughs> we're so funny. Oh my gosh, we're the worst. Uh, so what are your New Year's resolutions? So I don't do a resolution per se because I feel like that's putting too much pressure on myself. Good point. And like resolutions are made to be broken. Have you like seen those memes? Like it just like nobody takes them seriously anymore. right no right, right. it's kind of cliche and when i saw that you put that in the message this morning i was like fudge <laughs> oh, i should have some of those so i came up with some too but i'll let you go first with your non-resolution resolutions yeah, so what I do and what I've done for the last couple of years is to just pick a word for the year. And that's been pretty uh, successful for me. Like, I feel like I've done okay with that. I first started mm -hmm. two years ago. I don't remember what my first year was. This last year was the year of yes. And it's because Ooh. I wanted to do things that made me uncomfortable. I remember that. I remember you saying that now. Yeah. Do you? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So like, you know, starting this podcast was like one of those yeses. Like I know that it, it was originally like my weird tiny brainchild, but like 
putting myself out there on the internet wasn't something that I thought I would really be into. Like on this level, blogging is different because I get to hide behind my keyboard. Right. Even though my picture is all over it. Like this, this is just so much more in the moment, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's a little more like soul bearing, I guess. Right. You edit it, but it's different when you read something versus when you hear somebody say it and you can connect with the passion or emotion in their voice, I think. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. And saying something out loud is more powerful to me than it is writing it down. Well, it's true because like you can read people's things like in whatever voice you want to. So Mm -hmm. you get to decide whether they're being bitchy or salty (laughs) or joyful or you know what I mean? Or sarcastic or whatever. But like the listener doesn't get to decide that about us. Like Mm -hmm. we tell them by the inflection in our voice. Right. So, yeah, so this is just, like, a little more, this is, like, one more step to, like, actually meeting people, like, in person, like, at Coop Camp and doing things right. live. <laughs> right, exactly. Or being recognized in the grocery store. <laughs> right? I mean, I haven't gotten there yet, but, although I did get recognized in my coffee shop. You so did, you did. That's right. I forgot about that. So, yeah, so this last year was the year of yes, and I feel like I did a good job of that. I did a lot of things that scared me. I did a lot of things that made me uncomfortable, um, and this year is the year of focus because I, I feel or this coming year, 2019, is going to be the year of focus because I feel like I have sort of lost my vision. Hmm. Um, I've been having trouble focusing on the things that matter to me and that make me happy. So I'm trying to focus in on those things so that I can do them better. Okay. If that makes any sense. Absolutely. Yeah. So and I like I put in the show notes like to get more shit done, but I realize that's not really the way that I want to say that because like I'll automatically be more productive if I'm focused because it won't be like bouncing around like a squirrel from one thing to the next like I do right now. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll also be able to sort of soak things in by focusing on them. Um, and part of this might be because next year Orion starts ninth grade. So like I can see the clock ticking on like my time for my kids being home. Right. Like I make a lot of jokes that like I can't wait until they are old enough so that like Jared and I can go do things without having to hire a sitter or, you know, like make all of these arrangements because it's so hard and we don't get to spend enough time together. But now that like that's coming to be, I'm like, oh, remember when they used to just like lay on our chests and sleep? (laughs) So now I'm trying to just like enjoy the place that I'm in. Right. So what are your New Year's resolutions? So I've been trying to take small steps to do this anyways, but I think just being more mindful about taking better care of myself um, and making small goals to aim for things that can compound over time. This might sound kind of silly, but for example, you know, I work from home three days a week and just making sure I wash my face and brush my teeth before I start my you know, at 8 a.m. or whenever I have to start that day. So that's not silly to me at all because, like, I'm terrible. I'll find that I forgot to brush my teeth all day. Like, yeah, I've done that a couple times. Right there. Yeah, yeah. And I like run my tongue over my teeth, and I was like, "Oh, it tastes like a sweater." Like, yeah. <laughs> Been there, done that. But yeah, no, that one, and you know, bonus points to me if I shower before then too. Um, yeah. You know, 
it just like small stuff like that, like making sure I wash my face at night if I've worn makeup all day kind of thing. Like stop being so lazy and take like the two minutes to do it kind of stuff because you're going to feel better in the long run. And I'm also going to keep working on the whole not eating my feelings thing. Like I'm not going to be super hard on myself about it, but I was really bad the past couple of months and I've gained like 10 pounds probably just because I was using it as an excuse to just do what I wanted. And that's something I think I could control a little more. And it's just not necessarily necessary. Like I could make better choices. So that's something small I want to work on too. Like not cutting out whole food groups, but just being a little more yeah. mindful and control, like maybe more like the 80, 20 approach. Um, and I want to say no to things even at work when it's possible because I tend to be an overachiever or overextend myself or spread myself too thin. And I just need to learn how to really acknowledge what I'm taking on and say no, if it's not going to be good for me. Obviously I can't tell my boss no all the time, (laughs) but if, if given the option and I don't feel like it's a good idea, I'm going to just say no. So those are kind of in a nutshell Kind of what I've been chewing over today that I think would be good things for me to aim for. Well, like you've heard that saying, you can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, and it's so important, like self-care. I, I kind of feel like, and, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but I, I felt like 2018 was like the year of, hey, this is what self-care is and this is why it matters. Like we got to yeah. hear that a lot this yeah. year. So I think those are all really awesome and important goals. And like, I have to do those sorts of things for myself too. Cause I'm, I'm guilty of sitting in my pajamas all day in front of my computer <laughs> and I can't figure out why my back hurts and why I smell and why my <laughs> breath is bad and why I'm hungry. And it's because I got up and went straight quote unquote to work. Right. Yep. And like, didn't take care of myself all day. And then I'm in a bad mood for everybody in the afternoon. Like that's right. no way to live. <laughs> right. Because you didn't get that me time. And then that me time trickles into time that should, you know, be spent with people and, you know, exchanging pleasantries and not staring at your phone. Because my yeah. habit is to come home from work, you know, whether I drive or not, and just stare at my phone for like 45 minutes on unnecessary shit that doesn't matter. Like, don't get me wrong. I love Instagram and I love the pictures. But then I go over to Facebook and I'm like, I'm so angry at everything or you know, I'm in murderino groups now. So it's all like murder, 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 murder. Oh, I need to join some of those. <laughs> I joined one called Streamerinos and it's fantastic because they tell you what to watch. Oh, maybe I'll join that one too. You know, and it's funny. That's something else that I want to work on for this year too. I want to figure out like what good our podcast can do. Ooh. Like, I mean... I feel so like we do a lot of good for ourselves because like this gives us like some of the social aspect and like the therapy aspect that like we don't necessarily get to get in our Mm -hmm. like quote unquote real lives. And maybe we do that for our listeners as well. So that's something good. But like what else can we do to give back? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I don't even know what giving back looks like. For a podcast like this, I don't but, know either, but we can figure it out. I'm thinking, we'll like, certainly think about it. <laughs> beer fundraiser. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I was thinking of maybe starting off with like a corner of my garden to be donated to the food pantry, Aww. or 
you know, it's like a good idea. I just I haven't figured out what it looks like. I don't know if I'm even good at growing stuff, so that one might not work. But <laughs> yeah, know. I'm not, so I'm not volunteering <laughs> for that one. I can grow grow herbs, but I don't know how somebody's going to sustain themselves on mint um, for very long. But you know. Well, speaking of the little community that we've built here, send us your farm stories. Yes, please. We like those. So you can tell us things about, you know, that have made you laugh or that you learned from or something that just might warm our hearts. And we want to hear it all. So send them to us via direct message on Instagram or you can email them to drinkandfarm at gmail.com. Yeah. So... Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed our kind of BS session slash farm thing that we just did. But, you know, I think it was kind of nice to reflect on the year and just, you know, thank you guys a couple of times. Because without you, this would just be me and Bev recording ourselves talking and that would be really weird. Yeah, I mean, I guess we could have just called each other on the phone every Sunday. Yeah. It's <laughs> and like, done this. <laughs> we're recording our phone calls and then you edit them and then we throw some commercials in and then drop it into the universe. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much what a podcast is, right? I mean, if yeah, I that's so. not how it's defined in the Urban Dictionary, it needs to be defined it that way. Should so somebody be. get on that. <laughs> yeah. And you better give us credit. So. <laughs> yeah. So drink. Farm. And And give give zero zero clucks. clucks. Bye, guys. Bye.